At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. It is a numbers game here on Monday. VSIN, VSIN.com, everywhere else that we are located. Matt Brown on the desk, Gil on vacation. Kelly Bidlin behind the glass. Kevin on the ones and twos. And Kelly, uh, you guys didn't mention last week that Gil was going to be out, so people tuning in, very surprised to hear my voice. But Gil going to be out this week. I'm going to be here the next couple of days, so hopefully we can have some fun. Yeah, you got the uh, the best of a numbers game uh, host kind of throughout the week. We got a little bit of you, a little bit of Jeff Parles, a little bit of Jonathan Von Tobel. So, uh, yeah. I don't know. Maybe send me an email. Maybe you can win a contest to also host a numbers game for a day. There we go. Whenever Gil's out, that's what we can do. <laughs> Listen, Paul Spore going to join us. Going to talk some baseball with him. See what he thinks is going on in the craziness here in the early part of the season. Jake Hahn going to talk some hockey with us. And then Eric Eager going to join us in the last hour to talk some NFL. NFL draft. NFL over overreaching thoughts here for me because I do want to see what Eric thinks about some of these teams moving forward. Did anything that happened on draft day actually change what he thinks could happen over the course of the NHL NFL season? I don't think so, but maybe, maybe he does. Now, Game 7s yesterday, and a lot of Game 7s, and you would imagine me not being hockey guy, that I would be starting with some basketball, but I'm not going to do that because yeah. the Florida Panthers take out the Boston Bruins in overtime of Game 7. Bruins were up 3-1 in the series. Now, this is the Bruins team that was the most successful regular season NHL team of all time. They set new league records for wins with 65, points with 135, in a single season, in the variance in the wackiness of hockey did play out. The Panthers come back and win the series in overtime. The goal goes through. Everybody stunned in Boston. Silence inside the arena. And the Panthers move on to face the Maple Leafs. Game one for that one is on Tuesday. They're talking about the President's Trophy and how there's a curse attached to that. No President's Trophy winner has advanced to the Stanley Cup final since the NHL went to the wild card format in 2013-2014, and nine of those presidents' trophy winners have been eliminated in either the first or the second round of the NHL playoffs. And, Bidlin, I am not a big hockey guy, but playoff hockey certainly catches my attention. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that I'm able to kind of tune in and know that the level of the level of play is a little bit higher. The stakes are a little bit higher. You can feel the energy through the television, even if you don't have it, you know, the sound on basically on one of my ancillary televisions that I've got going on. I can feel the energy coming through that. And certainly last night, 
you could there for the Panthers and talking about feeling the energy, you could feel the energy get sucked out of the building when that goal went in in overtime. And we talked about this a lot, and we'll talk to Jake Hahn a little bit later, and I know that he believes in this. Talk to him previously heading into the NHL playoffs. And this is the reason why people say NHL experts, NHL bettors over and over and over again, do not bet short shots in the NHL playoffs because the variance is so incredibly high that you can just find yourself on the wrong end of this so much. You look at this, and we talk about the Panthers winning last night. What we're not talking about is the Bruins in overtime had a shot in which got over the goalie's arm and he was trying to block, and it went off the handle of his <laughs> stick and then went out and didn't go in. Like, that easily could have won it for the Bruins, and instead, like, the stick just accidentally got in the way, and then the Panthers do close it out there at the uh, in, in overtime. It was just – it really was phenomenal. Yeah, a heck of a game. It was uh, – I'm with you. I, lo- I love this time of year when – once we get past that NBA first round where then there are – there's, there's only about one game going on at a time, mm-hmm. Matt. So you're right. You can set up the other TVs with other stuff going on. So, yeah, get able to get NHL on a different TV while you're watching the NBA. Or like yesterday where you had the, game, the day basically cut in half. You had NBA in the morning, NHL at night. Uh, but, yeah, man, it was great. I watched basically the entire third quarter and over uh, – third quarter, third period in overtime. Yes, that yes. <laughs> third period. Well, technically, overtime. since it went to overtime, it could be a quarter, <laughs> third quarter, even though – yes. Thanks, right, so thanks for the bailout. It's a I save. Appreciate it's that, a save. Yeah. I'm saving you. <laughs> I appreciate yeah. the bailout there. Yeah. But, no, uh, great game. And, you know, as I was telling the guys downstairs, the Florida Panthers uh, T-shirt is already in the mail because this is a – this is the Florida Panthers, Miami Marlins bandwagon. Like, once every eight years – matter hop on board get a t-shirt hop on board and act like you've been rooting for the team the entire season that's what we do in south florida so i'm uh i got the panther shirt in the mail i'll be rooting hard for them going forward matt that's what you should do listen it's okay to be a bandwagon hockey fan when you didn't grow up a hockey guy you can you can just jump on whenever it seems like that's the the right time to get things going that's that's how it works down there yeah get her get her done what we did say uh what we did see is game one coming on Tuesday there as we are looking at these these uh these other hockey games out there Kraken advance beating the Avalanche 2 to 1 in game 7 and now in the Avs did did think that they tied this game early in the third period only to have the Kraken come in and challenge the goal and it did get disallowed there mm-hmm. is offsides on it and with that the game just finishes up 2 to 1 with that one, I don't really want to spend a ton of time talking about the Kraken. I think this franchise is, is miserable, Kelly. I don't want the Kraken even in the NHL. This is still my – I'm still scorned. First game ever in franchise history, I bet them to win. They lose. And uh, I don't never bet – I never bet early season hockey. I bet early season hockey on them. It didn't pay off for me. Just move on. I'm done with you, Kraken. For the record, that was a – that was two seasons ago at this point, their very first game ever. I'm holding played. a grudge. Yeah, I was going to ask him. I was very interested to ask you this morning what your current hate level was of the Kraken. So a lot. it continues to be at 100%. Got it. Okay. Yes, a ton. Uh, so the Maple Leafs are minus 165 over the Panthers. Panthers are plus 145. That's a series price there for that one. The Stars, who the Kraken will face, are a minus 190 series favorite there over the Kraken. If you do think the Kraken can win as underdogs, plus 165 is the series number there in that one. Now, on to the NBA. The Warriors advance, beating the Kings 120-100 to in Game 7. Steph Curry went absolutely nuclear, went for 50 points on 20 of 38 shooting. is the most points in a Game 7 in NBA history. He scored or assisted on 66 of the Warriors' points in this game, and their reward for winning and advancing here is the Lakers in 
Game one Tuesday, that's 10 p.m. Eastern. Steph Curry apparently gave a pep talk before this one, went in, got everyone all fired up. Everybody's talking about Clay. You're Clay Thompson after the game saying he will forever remember this as the Steph Curry game. You hear some of these guys talking about the pep talk that he gave, really got them fired up and, and ready to go. And, you know, I look at this one, and, and Kelly, overarching here, it was kind of a – it was. I'm not going to say it was obvious because certainly not that Kings team has a lot of firepower, but you did have – a star player playing injured. You also had the experience factor, certainly, and coaching experience factor, certainly, on the other side of the sidelines as well. And if you're a Kings, I thought this Kings team, in my opinion, I, I don't know exactly what you and JVT thought over on Hardwood Handicappers, but I thought this Kings team was probably a year ahead of schedule as it was anyway. And so I don't think you really have anything to hang your head about, right? I mean, you made it to a game seven against a veteran squad with one of the greatest players of all time, one of the best coaches of all time, and you took them to seven games, I don't think that's the end of the world here, and I think you have a lot to look forward to moving forward. But, look, you got Steph Curry, and a lot of a lot of guys, yep. a lot of teams have been Steph Curry before, and you got Steph Curry. Yeah, I think the – I don't know if I want to say the Kings are I, – I, the problem is this Western Conference is – it's been – well, a lot of these teams have been dealing with so many injuries, but it's still – if every, when everybody's healthy, it's still a very good conference. I don't know if the Kings are going to be able to do – Next year, what they did this year, I I love the makeup of that team. But what we talked about all season with them is, hey, they're they're one of the top offensive teams in the league. But you got a bottom end defensive team is what you're talking about with with the Sacramento Kings. And when you get to the playoffs, you usually don't see poor defensive teams make their way too far into the, through the playoffs. And I, I think that came back to bit them a, a, a little bit. Uh, in this series against the Warriors, but like you said, experience, and then you just you just got staffed yesterday. Like there's yeah. not there is nothing you can say. Clay, terrible game. Andrew Wiggins, not a good game shooting. I, I mean, you go down the line. He didn't really get any help. Jordan Poole, three for nine. They only let him take nine shots. Steph Curry was incredible. Twenty for thirty-eight, the most field goal attempts he's ever had in a game. Seven for eighteen from three. Fifty points. He carried him the whole way, Matt. I it was a great series. I I wanted I wanted to see. I thought it was going to be a challenge for the Warriors. It ended up being just just that. It took them seven games to get all the way through. Sacramento, there's a lot of young talent there to look forward to for years to come. We spin this forward now, and I think everybody gets a series they probably wanted to see in the West with Steph Curry and LeBron James going back at it with the Warriors and the Lakers. Yeah, I mean, this, this wasn't just a one-way traffic the entire game. I mean, if you look halfway through the third quarter, it was still within yeah. four-point, you know, four-point, five-point game. And then from there on, it was just the Steph Curry show. And, and sometimes you get Steph Curry, and a lot of teams have stories that they can tell you of getting Steph Curry. And Steph Curry goes out 50 points again, the most in a Game 7 in history. What that does is set up a matchup with the Lakers. Minus 145 for the Warriors in that series. Lakers are plus 120 as an underdog. Now, the Heat do take Game 1, 108 to 101. Big story coming out of this one, though. Jimmy Butler's ankle and how severe is this injury and how much is it going to affect him going forward? It was a it was joked about after the game, but it was kind of joked about probably uh, with a little bit of tongue and cheek going, oh yeah, he's just a, 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 a decoy out there. He was just running decoy. Now he hurt this ankle, did end up playing all the way until the very end. It didn't come out until about 25 seconds left in the game, but boy, this was certainly scary for Heat fans out there. Now the Knicks, you did not play with Julius Randle. Out there, you also shot 20.6% from three, and you did only lose by seven points. So, Kelly, that's, uh, to me, Jimmy Butler limited, 
You shot extremely poor from three. You didn't have Julius Randle. Of course, you don't ever want to lose a game. But if you did lose a game with all of those factors in play here and you only lost by seven, I think maybe this is um, maybe this does really shift kind of back to the Knicks here. I hear you, but this the one thing that was clear yesterday to me, and I'm a guy who who did wasn't a big bet, but I bet the Knicks uh, before the series started. Mm. I bet their series price. Uh, I watching that game. If they don't have Julius Randle, they're in serious trouble. I don't know if I don't know if they can get past this series. So I don't think I'll be I'll be dipping back into any Knicks bets until he gets back on the court. We will certainly monitor that injury situation. If anything comes up from Jimmy Butler as well, you know these rolled ankles. Sometimes we don't even get the the news the next day, right? Because sometimes it takes a day to set in. So we'll see how that all plays out when we come back. Look at some updated NBA odds as well. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. A numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network. It's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds, specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip. Your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you do have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Matt Brown in for Gil this week. I read that like a champ, I might add. Uh, See, here's the deal. So Gil probably has read that about 7,000 million times. So he just has it it down by heart. So Kelly prints me out this thing. It is chopped up. There's one words on lines. There's sentences broken up into nine different things. I was able to fly right through that. That is that is a pro job right there by me. And honestly, you failed me, Kelly, and I saved you yet again. It's two saves in two segments. Buddy. Way to go, bro. Way yeah, to go. two saves in two segments, my friend. Uh, let's, a little bit of news here we do want to talk about on the golf side of things, and this is mainly just more of a precursor to what we're getting back into this week. Tony Finau does go down to Mexico. He was one of the two betting favorites there with John Rahm, and he takes down the title. Oh, John Rahm, second place. So your two betting favorites finish one and two in that one. The reason I even bring it up is because it does put us back into where we're getting into these designated events. The Wells Fargo this week will have one of those fat prize pools. You will not see Scotty Scheffler or John Rahm in this one. They are allowed to take off one designated event over the course of the season. This is the one they are choosing to do. Rahm, obviously, because he's coming off of of playing down in Mexico. He did pick up $800,000 for his efforts, I might add. But then Scotty Scheffler, look, you're allowed to take one off, so he's going to take one off 
as well. If you look back on stats from last year, guys, just remember this was not played at Quail Hollow last year. This was played at TPC Potomac. So it is, it is not just a carryover from last year as well, Kelly. But, I mean, listen, we're looking at a – a stacked field yet again. I know we're not going to have Rahm and Scheffler, but it's still everybody else that's in the field. So something that we will certainly preview on long shots uh, later on in the week here. But I am looking forward to getting back to the full field events with the regular yeah. format on a course that we kind of know with all of the big guns going after the big money. Yeah, me too. Uh, we got uh, Rory at a short favorite, about plus 800 over at DraftKings. Uh, yes, the reminder, this is at Quail Hollow, where he's just had a lot of success. Uh, they played this event at Potomac last year, getting ready for the President's Cup uh, last year at Quail Hollow. So, yeah, Rory with a lot with a lot of success here. Not exactly the greatest recent form, I guess, for Rory. I'll put it that way. But, yeah, a lot, lot more we'll cover. Uh, you and I will cover later today long, on long shots, kind of what happened that, down at the Mexico Open and a quick look uh, ahead at the Wells Fargo. And tomorrow, uh, all three of us, you, me, and Wes Reynolds, on Long Shots, check it out. Find it wherever podcasts can be found. We will certainly ask Paul Sporer what he thinks about this bit of news, but Philadelphia Phillies look like they might get Bryce Harper back into the lineup for them as early as Tuesday. So long as he gets the thumbs up from the staff there, it looks like he could be back well earlier than we expected. This was something we thought maybe end of May we would be getting Bryce Harper back, not the beginning of May, getting Bryce Harper back. And this is a team that certainly desperately needs him right now so we'll see what Paul thinks about that and what kind of impact he thinks that that's going to play right from the get-go here as Bryce Harper comes back from again a, a surgical a surgery that typically puts the guys out for about nine surgeries aren't even in I don't even know anything about surgeries anymore because surgeries now from when surgeries when I was 20 when I was 25 years old I don't even know what they do like a surgery like this a guy would have been out three years he's back in three months I don't even know <laughs> I, I don't even I don't even get it anymore like the the medical technology by the day is just getting so much better we're going to find guys getting surgery at halftime of NFL games by 2026 and they're just going to come back out and oh yeah he had his knee scoped at halftime he's good to go everything's fine I just can't even believe this but Bryce Harper looks like he's going to be back in there yeah, ACLs, you just patch up like tires yeah, going yeah. forward. Like, yeah. you're good, you're good. We'll he, figure it out at the end of the season. Yeah, he took, he took some elixir <laughs> at halftime, and everything's good to go. Everything's it mended itself. Everything's going to Wolverine him, his knee, and everything's <laughs> everything's good. So Philly's 25-1 to 1 to win the World Series. Yeah, and listen, again, Bryce Harper's getting back in there. He's not, he's not there for his defense, obviously, and with this reconstructed elbow that is going to be something that we'll be monitoring on the defensive side of things but look playing a lot of first base at least in his workouts and so they're just gonna they want his bat and his bat added to that lineup with all of those other gigantic bats that are in that lineup now the defense on the for the Phillies is always going to be an issue this is a team whenever you look they are going to lose runs if you compare to, if you compare them to the rest of the teams in in Major League Baseball, they are going to lose runs defensively because they play very poor defense. But certainly, when it comes to the sticks up and down, it is a very feared lineup, no doubt about that. Phillies, yes, no to make the playoffs minus one ten. Either way, do they make it or do they not, Matt? They gonna make it. They gonna make it. They gonna make all it. All right, all right. Like let's it. get it in the. Let's let's get it in there. <laughs> um, all right. So let's look at some of these updated NBA series odds, and these are a little bit wonkier than they would seem to be normally because we have the Celtics as minus 500 here over the Philadelphia 76ers, which are plus 380. And guys, if you haven't heard, I imagine you have, 
Joel Embiid is doubtful for game one. I don't know what that means for the rest of the series, but listen, if you go down, if you go down a game to a team that's probably better than you anyway, it's not a good place to be in. Sixers nearly four to one here if you want them in the on the series price. I cannot envision any scenario in which if Joel Embiid is not out on the court that this Sixers team is able to beat this Celtics squad. I mean, Kelly, we look at a Celtics team that we thought was pretty much the best team in the conference all year long as it was anyway. The 76ers, the only chance in the world would have been a Herculean effort from a Joel Embiid, which, by the way, was certainly in the realm of outcomes because we've seen these Herculean efforts from Joel Embiid yep. throughout the course of the season. But now it's one of those things where if he's not going to even play, if he can't even give it a go, that means even if he can get back out there over at any any point throughout the course of this series, he's going to be very, very far from 100%. I'm not, you know, look, most people's bankrolls aren't equipped to lay minus 500. I'm not going to do it either. That being said, it is, it would be favorite or pass for me 100% of the time. I'm not going to take even the four to one on the Sixers in this thing. Yeah, I was able to get ahead of the news a little bit last week and late seven and then eight again tonight mm-hmm. with the Celtics. I'm with you. I, I mean, when we're talking about this series as a whole, I think. Even with Joel Embiid out on the court, it, it's not exactly the best matchups in the world for the 76ers, uh, especially on the defensive side of the ball with what Tatum and Brown can do on the wings. And then now you take away now you take away a rim protector too that you got to keep in mind. We don't often bring that up as part of Joel Embiid's game, but uh, you know, at racked up some blocks this year. They take away that rim protection, allow those guys to get to the basket a little bit easier. I think that's a big problem. We're talking about. Uh, on-off splits plus 10.9 points per 100 possessions with Joel Embiid on the court uh, this season for for the Philadelphia 76ers, if you're wondering really what that looks like. Um, his last two games against Boston, and these were the ones that mattered the most, he dropped 52-41, and 41, not going to be in the lineup. Those, those are big, big deals uh, for the 76ers. I think that this is – it's going to be a tough series to bet. I, I'm with you. I think this, this is probably uh, – Looking like a four-one probably series in my opinion. I was opinion. Gonna say, like maybe if you wanted to dabble in just the series or exact games or something like that, like you could get a better number than the five hundred. But that's really the only way that I could imagine going about it. Yeah, and yeah, I think worth bringing up too. We always we talked a lot about the Celtics kind of beginning of the season and how hot they were, and, and kind of in the middle of the season they maybe dipped a little bit in some of their statistical output map. But really at the end of the season, end of the regular season, they ended on a thirteen-seven in the last. 20 games, they were plus 8.5 points per 100 possessions over at Cleaning the Glass. That was first in net rating in the entire NBA over that time, and then first on defense over that time, too, which is just good. That will be huge for the rest of the playoffs. Look, their odds on favorites to win the East. I think that number's absolutely right. Uh, With the Bucs now out of the playoffs, this is the Celtics to take. Uh, I, I think to take the NBA Finals. The other series, the Heat and the Knicks, as we just mentioned, minus 150 for the Heat, plus 125 for the Knicks. Now, Kelly, I guess the the question here is, is as us not being doctors and getting no reports whatsoever. Can't bet it. How, how bad is this ankle injury for Jimmy Butler? And here's the problem, I think, even if it's not as severe as maybe it looked, even though he hit the court, looked like he was in tremendous pain, he was able to play through it. Now, adrenaline, anyone will tell you the adrenaline, everything that goes on, it's, it's definitely the day after where something like this sets in. Jimmy Butler has to be Jimmy Butler 
in order for him to be as effective. Like, he's not the guy that even if his ankles bother him, he can just stand at the three-point right. line. Like, he's that's not Jimmy Butler's game. Like, he can't contribute from standing at the three-point line. That would actually play in the Knicks' favor if Jimmy mm-hmm. Butler starts shooting a ton of threes and things like that. So, Jimmy's game, as you well know, is being Jimmy Butler, being incredibly athletic, getting in there, grinding, making those tough two-pointers that nobody, make, nobody even shoots anymore in the NBA – if that ankle is is bad off, I mean, I, I look at this, you would be getting a Knicks price at plus 125 that would probably be much, much better than when news is official that Jimmy Butler is, let's say, out either next game or out for, for two games, whatever it might be. Yeah, this is uh... – I don't really know what to make of his make of that at the end of the game, right? Yeah. Like I really thought he'd he'd leave when it kind of looked like the Heat had it in the bag, and no, they kind of kept him out there. That you know we want to call it a decoy, but yeah. man, I wouldn't if he's truly injured. I wouldn't be messing around with a guy on the court at the end of the game like that. So. I, I don't know. I think that right now with injuries in that series, you got to be careful betting. Yeah, with the Randall thing as well, I think it's unbettable. I think you just have to sit back and watch. Paul Sporer from Fangraphs on the other side. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. There's a lot to bet on the next 30 days, and for a limited time, you can subscribe to VEASAN for only $9.99. That gets you inside into daily baseball best bets, NBA and NHL playoffs, and VEASAN's upcoming Kentucky Derby betting guide. That is this weekend, by the way, this Saturday, the Kentucky Derby. Only VEASAN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by VEASAN show hosts and guests, tools like our betting splits. Let you see where the money and the bets are moving every game. Also, you get top VEASAN experts leaderboard to view betting records, profit, and ROI. To see which VEASAN expert has the hot hand, sign up now for only $9.99 at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. I have beef with the leaderboard, Kelly, because they take all of our golf bets and assume that they're all one-unit bets. And so, it, like, if we don't, like, hit an outright each week, it's like we're down, like, 7,000 units or whatever in, in golf or in, in all these. And, no, I get and, you. And, we, and we never get, like, plus money on any of this. Yeah, so it's, it's But I would be more upset from everybody else out there because usually at the top of the leaderboard every week is is one of us golf bettors that if we happen, happen to hit an out, outright. Yeah, if we yeah. happen to hit an outright, yes, as well. As well. Yeah, so it's very so, interesting. So if I'm, like, Tim Murray or someone, I'd be like, what the hell? I went 11 and four, like, like in like, baseball. How did he go or one and 17, and he's like profit of whatever. Yeah, I know that's kind of how that whole leaderboard works over there. But it's it's fun. It's fun. Go and check it out. What is also fun is talking baseball with your friend and mine. You can find him over on the Twitter machine at Spore. He is in fact Paul Spore. Paul, how you doing, buddy? Matt, great to talk with you. First time this year. I know, man. It's been a hot minute, and uh, we were talking at the very top of the show here that there's a little bit of news that one. Bryce Harper might be back as early as tomorrow as long as he gets the two thumbs up. And you look at this Philly squad, we know the defense is always going to be a question for them, but you just look up and down that lineup and it's masher after masher after masher. Mm -hmm. Getting Bryce back in the lineup, does it change your view at all of this team? What do you kind of see from a Philly squad, obviously, that we saw make a deep run last year? I mean, it's never bad to to add such a superstar like Bryce Harper. I know that's groundbreaking uh, analysis that people you know pay for here on Vston. <laughs> but no, obviously it's it's a huge value add, but it doesn't really address their issues. Their offense really sustained without him, and obviously they thought it was going to be longer. And who knows if they would have lasted all the way a half season, which were the initial thoughts on when Harper would return. It is good, but pitching is still a problem here. And I think we have to divorce ourselves a little bit from the fact that they did make the World Series 
to calling them a World Series contending team. I think those two things are different. They got in the dance last year, but they weren't a great team during the regular season or one that we always thought was uh, really someone to be feared. But they got hot in the dance, made it to the uh, World Series, almost beat the Astros there. So now they kind of get that that credit for, for being a contender this year. I'm just not sure if the pitching is there. That is my biggest question. And if the aces aren't acing Nolan Wheeler, then you have even bigger questions. I love what Matt Strom's doing, but he's a five and dive max. Bailey Falter isn't too bad. And Taiwan Walker hasn't been great, but he's a fifth starter. It's not even so much the rotation, though. It is that bullpen, which in fairness to Dombrowski, and I'm a Tigers fan, so Dombrowski and bullpens, we all know the deal there if you're a Detroit fan. He did try to address it, right? Like there are four legit have been or could be closers in terms of Alvarado, Soto, Kimbrell, and Sir Anthony, but they're all, you know, they all require the Pepto-Bismol to be on hand. And so I think there's still work to be done with this pitching and Harper, as far as I know, will not be pitching. So he he adds, (laughs) he absolutely adds, but does he change their outlook greatly right now? I, I don't think so. I don't know, man. After the surgery, he might be coming back with like ninety-eight. You know, the cheddar. You well, know, you know how it goes after the. Yeah, you know how it goes after the surgery, man. Like exactly. Yeah. Uh, all right. So Pittsburgh Pirates sitting twenty and nine, and I think this mm-hmm. is the biggest question of the short season: is is any of this for real with this team? What do you expect here to actually take take you know the the rest of the season here? Because Paul, I look at this team and I. Every night, I'm like, okay, tonight, tonight, this, they're certainly going to – I mean, this is where the, the, the slide starts. So, this is where the slide yeah. starts, and it seems like the team kind of might actually be good. Kind of might actually be good, particularly the offense. And i got to give credit to my podcast co-host, Justin Mason, who said as much in uh, on our podcast during the offseason, like straight-faced saying, I don't know, I think this offense could be kind of spry, naming a handful of the players, not just Brian Reynolds, not just Brian Hayes, who himself has not really – emerged as a star, but, you know, getting into some of the other names, bringing back Kutch, Carlos Santana with no, or or with uh, a regulated shift. I've been a big Rodolfo Castro guy Uh, myself, G1 Bay. uh, You got Connor Joe, who's hitting the cover off the ball. The question is the pitching. And I think right now, the best that I could say for Pittsburgh is that they're this year's Baltimore, meaning that they can stay froggy most of the year, but that they're probably going to fade at the end and not really make the playoffs because I just don't believe they have enough pitching. I believe in some of these guys who are having some early breakout potential here with Mitch Keller, Johan Oviedo in particular, Ronzi Contreras, all three of them. I really like been a long time Vince Velasquez guy, but that means I've been burned a thousand times. I'll put my hand back on the stove, but I know what's coming right now with Velasquez. Like I'm starting him in fantasy and things like that. I'm riding the wave, but I don't know if we can trust him for six full months. And then as far as the bullpen goes, if you can name more than one, that isn't David Bednar, (laughs) I got a prize for you. And that doesn't necessarily mean that it's bad because bullpens are known to be like no name collections. That said, I don't really see the talent here that can sustain over six months. They could churn, pull guys off the waivers, pull guys up from the minors. But in the end, I just don't think there's enough pitching here. I'll be rooting for Pittsburgh, but if I'm going to be betting, I'm talking uh, a fade for sure. And like I said, this year's Pittsburgh, where it's a good solid season, something to build upon, but not quite a playoff run for Pittsburgh. Yeah, seven to one to win the NL Central. Your favorite is the Brewers at minus 150. The Cardinals, who are 10 games back as we speak right now, are the second shot in that division at plus 340. Wow. The Cubs are six to one. Speaking of that Cardinals team, I mean, is this a bettable team? Is this, I mean, is this the buy low spot on this team? They can't be this bad, right? I tend to think so. Obviously their pitching is a problem right now. And this is always kind of under the surface with this team. Cause it's not that 
different of a rotation than it was last year or that they've kind of put together over the years. It's a finesse type of team that relies on that gold gold glove caliber defense. You know, they got four or five gold glovers a year, it seems lately. It's not that different. Michaelis, Flaherty, Montgomery, Mats. I know Woodford's in for Wayno right now, which is a difference, but it's not like when Wayno comes back, that's not going to flip them. Things aren't really breaking their way. I don't think they're this bad. I don't think they need to remake the entire rotation. They're not going to anyway. I think Matthew Liebertor is somebody who's changes from the spring, I believe in. And when he comes up, he could certainly be a game changer. One guy isn't going to fix it, though. You need the Michaelis, the Montgomery, the Mats. You need those guys to start pulling the right way. I think they will. I don't hate going on the Cardinals now as a long shot or, or a, a a better shot, not a long shot, but as a better bet right now than you could have gotten at the beginning of the year because people are down on them. I wish it was a better number, but Vegas is smart. They realize that this team isn't a true 10 and 19 team. They're not the dregs of the league. They'll probably be fine, and they may damn well win that division. Paul, what do you make of the American League Rookie of the Year race right now? I mean, we look, you got Yoshida, Volpe, Hunter Brown, Josh Jung, Gunnar Henderson, obviously, even Grayson Rodriguez, which I kind of showed and flashed what he's all about here recently. I mean, it seems like a lot of different guys that are in on all of this. Is there anybody that stands out to you right now? I'm a big Josh Young guy uh, with, with Texas. He's somebody that I've been kind of hyping all year. The Tough part is right now, though, is look at the two pitchers that Cleveland's already brought up, Tanner Bybee and Logan Allen. Uh, they could bring up another guy, Gavin Williams. I think it could be a pitcher this year who comes up in season. I also love Hunter Brown, by the way, if I'm if I'm going to talk up the pitchers. Uh, I know hitters are generally have a better outlook on rookie of the year, but with so much good pitching coming up, I wouldn't be surprised if somebody else ran it up. When, when it comes to me with these bets, I'm usually looking for something that is a little bit more of a long shot because especially at this point in the year, we're five whole months away. I want to have something that has a real chance to connect big. I don't want to just play favorites. So I'm not going to be going in on Volpe, who is having a, a, a fine start. It hasn't been electric, but it certainly hasn't been bad either. So I'm either going to go long or kind of double down on Josh Young, which was somebody I did like before the season started. Over on the NL side of things, Corbin Carroll and James Altman are your short shots at plus 175. That said, Carroll looks like he's headed for an MRI today to see what's going yeah. on with him. You got Singa sitting there at 12 to 1, Batty sitting there at 15 to 1. He's at least playing every day for the Mets, and it seems like maybe kind of starting to get things going, hit his first homer of the year over the weekend. He's at 15 to 1. Spencer Steer also playing every day, hitting the middle of that Reds lineup at 20 to 1. Jordan Walker got sent down. He's still sitting at 20 to 1. Um, is there, is there, I, I get it. It's Carolyn Altman uh, is the favorites, but is there any of those longer shot guys that you kind of like? Yeah, I actually like Steer uh, a good bit. He was somebody that I really liked coming into the year with Cincinnati. That ballpark, of course, is wonderful. And so it can kind of make guys that are solid into something even better than they are. And so I do I do think that that could happen with Steer. I will say I'm a big Brett Beatty fan, though. He's local to me here in Austin, played over at Lake Travis. So I've kind of known him a little bit, known who he is a little bit longer than I have other prospects. So that kind of gives me some bias toward him. I will freely admit that, but I do really like the bat. I think it's legit, obviously playing on a contender, certainly not necessary for rookie of the year and shouldn't be necessary for MVP. <laughs> I might add, but it kind of is, but with rookie of the year, it's definitely not, but it will get you more attention. If he comes in and gives a jolt to such a contender like that, I do think Beatty has a great shot. So again, love Carol. I think he was actually my official pick on Fangrass Cause you know, I'm, I'm trying to be right there. I'm not just right. trying to pick a long shot, but if I'm betting, I'm going Beatty. I'm going Steer. I'm not going to go, especially with Carroll needing the MRI right now, like you said. So I'm going long again, and I'm going to go Beatty or Steer. 
over at Fangraphs, you can subscribe to his podcast, which you should. You should take in all of his great words over there as well. You can find him on the Twitter machine, at Spore. He is my friend and yours, Paul Spore. Have a good one, buddy. Matt, great talking with you. Take care. When we come back, let's talk some NFL draft. Haven't done that yet. That'll be fun. Come on back. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, laces up with a playoff parlay insurance offer. Place a one game parlay of four legs or more and get back a bonus bet up $25 if you miss one leg. Enjoy the playoffs like never before with BetMGM's daily promotions, boosted odds specials, and parlay selection features throughout the postseason. Log in now or sign up and opt in and get back $25 of bonus bets of one of your leg. If your one-game parlay falls short, BetMGM and GameSense remind you that pl- to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make the appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 or older new customer offer. All the promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Reward issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire after seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. If you do have a gambling problem, 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. What a read. What a read that is! I don't know if you guys oh, were watching sports this week and know that Aaron Rodgers went to sports games in New York. I don't know if you, I, <laughs> I don't know if you knew that or not. Like I, it, it, he only got showed like seventy-seven thousand times over the course of two days. Like I'm like I know I know everything about Aaron Rodgers now at this point. Like I know what he wears. I know the t-shirt brands he's wearing. I know every. I know all about Aaron Rodgers. I can see the the t- the work he got done, his dental work and everything. Yeah. I mean, like seventy-seven million times. It's like he showed up. Where in the world is Aaron Rodgers? And it's front row at a sporting event in New York. Does it irritate you more that, okay, like Tom Brady got better looking as he got older, right? Or Aaron Rodgers, you know what I'm kind of jealous of, is he can pull off so many different looks, right? Like he can do the long hair, like Have surfer. Have showered in he, six weeks look. Yeah, surfer, he's got hippie, that. chill yeah. look. Or like he's, he's, he's in his New York business look now where he's like, I'm yeah. all business. And it's like, I'm like, I trust this guy. I would trust him to do my taxes. Yeah. That's what he's looking like now. I'm kind of jealous. He can, he's got so much range on his looks. Is he like ringing the bell today on the stock market? Is he doing he's got to do all the different New York things, right? Like he's got to have all, if he's doing the tour to New York, like let's do this. Let's have him at the top of the Statue of Liberty, you know, like whatever, you go, let's, yeah. just, let's get all these <laughs> things going here. We do pro tips here and you can go get them all over at vcin.com if you want to. And, uh, this is one we were talking about with the NHL just a little bit earlier, and this is something that not coming from me nor coming from Kelly. This is really just us parroting our NHL experts here on the network, and it's a big reminder after the Bruins do go down that 
Be wary of betting these big NHL favorites. This is a very high-variance game, and the sport can lead to more upsets comparatively than like the NBA, you know, whenever we're looking at these series prices and things like that. As I mentioned, just in that game yesterday, a goal, it would the puck would have gone in. It accidentally hit the goalie stick and didn't go in, and then, of course, they end up losing the game. So just be wary whenever you're going out there and betting these big, big favorites in the NHL. High variance. Sometimes you shoot it and it hits the pole, post and it goes in. Sometimes you shoot it, it hits the post and it goes out. Them's the breaks, as they say, Kelly. Well, and how many how many goals do we see come off of, you know, purposely come off of ricochets and stuff like that, right? Where it's, mm-hmm. hey, you go stand in front of the net. I'm going to rocket this puck straight out. You, you try to ricochet yeah. it with your stick and get out of the way. Just or tough. I'm going to fire it at your midsection, and I want you to, like, matrix <laughs> yes. out of the way so that, like, you're screening the guy and it's going to go in. These are all – play. I mean, they actually do this on those purpose. It just, yeah. yeah, just – it doesn't seem like they're doing it on purpose, but they're doing it on purpose. Last night, those those were some pretty goals in that game last night. Like, oh, man. Mm-hmm. Like, those were finding some – finding a nifty angle, and I'm like, how'd that one get in there? Got there. So you're back here – uh, you guys only got one round to respond to the draft, right? Like, just one reaction round? Like, you guys, because it was just Thursday, right? I mean, so you didn't get yeah, round yep. two. You didn't get around. Th- so, let's talk a little draft, just overall, kind of an overarching discussion here of the draft just in general, which is mainly from my end, the Philadelphia Eagles destroyed it. They absolutely crushed the draft. Not only did they get what could arguably end up being the best player in this draft class, and now that is – I'm saying arguably, we understand there are a lot of problems where Jalen Carter might have, you hear about this stuff about, you know, maturity levels and all. He's going to a veteran team. He's going to be on a defensive line with some veteran dudes as well, who I'm pretty sure are going to whip him into shape and maybe don't even need to. Maybe he learned his lesson, but you almost, you get him at, at way down, way lower, could have been the number one overall pick in the draft, in my opinion. Then you go down and you add Nolan Smith, then you go down, and then you get Keely Ringo in the fourth round, a guy that was discussed as maybe being a sneaking into the first round, certainly could be a second-round guy. You get him in the fourth round. I mean, there were just so many great picks by the Eagles and a team that I was already high on anyway going into this year, Kelly. I mean, I didn't think that they – I know they lost a couple of players here and there, but I thought that they had made up enough to where it wasn't going to be that big of a deal for them. But now they added instant impact players that are going to come in from day one and contribute – for a team that was already loaded on the offensive side of the ball, I don't know how you could look at this Eagles team and not make them the clear favorite in that division, despite the fact that I know nobody nobody ever repeats in that division. It's always, you know, it's a new team every year. I know the, what everyone's going to say. The Eagles are going to repeat. I will say it right now. They're going to win that division. Uh, I completely agree with you, and I'm actually shocked at the price. Like, that that was yeah. the first thing I went and looked up on Friday. I you know, DraftKings right now plus one fifteen on the Eagles in the NFC East, Cowboys plus one seventy five. Yeah. I, I mean man, it felt like we did the same thing last offseason, right, Matt? Like where the Cowboys yes. Cowboys somehow became a favorite in that division. I didn't get it. I think you and I both had Eagles division bets uh last year, but that was I, I think I'll be back on it. A plus price in that division, I, I think I'll be right back on them. I I'm with you. Like they, Commanders they, have Sam Howell at quarterback, I might add. Yes. So, Sam Howell is at quarterback for the Commanders. So, it's, it's they're already wiped out. So, it's, it's, it's a three-team division. Yep. And so, now you're betting the Eagles against the Cowboys and the Giants. So, it's it's what do you think happens between the Cowboys and the Giants? And listen, I think Daniel Jones played perfectly fine last year. But let's just be for real. 
their their roster doesn't stack up to the Cowboys. It doesn't stack up to the Eagles. So I kind of look at it. It is Eagles versus Cowboys, and give me the Eagles all day long. Yep. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. But I, I mean, look, I know, I know it's been nonstop uh, talk on every network in, in in the world covering the draft. But this, like this Georgia thing is it is silly. It is yeah. absurd. It is. I didn't even know. I thought one of the more entertaining par- uh, parts of it was Howie Roseman. I didn't know went to the University of Florida. Which, which is one of, the, one of the more entertaining parts of this. Now you're making all yeah. these moves for these Georgia guys. It is crazy, but, yeah, I think they were one of the clear-cut winners of the draft. I think, I think the other one that's worth bringing up for uh, – not, not, Before you move to a different team, yeah. not, only, not, to, not, not to forget, too, they also make a trade to bring in DeAndre Swift, mm-hmm. and they don't, they're only going to have to pay him, like, $1.15 million or, or whatever it is. So, like, you, you also bring in a starting running back. Yep. It, which it's just, I mean, what they're able to do, Roseman's just a magician. And it's it's replaced, I mean, you're essentially replacing Miles Sanders. And yeah. I don't know about you, Matt. I mean, you, you, I would trust you more more than me on this, but like, I don't, it's kind of, that's kind of a wash. It's oh, yeah, for me. For like, sure. there's, that's not, I don't think he's way better. I don't think he's way worse than Miles Sanders, but you got a quality starting running back that's coming in that can go yeah. right away. Um, the, the other team I just wanted to bring up quick, it's the Ravens. Like, th- mm. that is where, I mean, that's a division where I think there are already a lot of questions of, okay, the Bengals going to be able to keep up this high level of play, right? I think we think the Steelers may – they might not get better record-wise than what they got last year – did last year because I think they actually exceeded my expectations from that standpoint. But with a young quarterback, you would expect that team to continue to get better. Um, and then the Browns, major question mark to Sean Watson, first full season with him. Is this a team that could get a lot better? Well, the Ravens kind of make a statement, right, getting Lamar Jackson into the fold now. I like the Zay Flowers pick by them. I think that just opens up a lot of a lot of different options of what you can do offensively with that team now and a lot of speed. So I, I, I thought what they did, obviously, on, on Thursday – getting Lamar Jackson settled and then Zay Flowers in that first round was huge for them. I think it's going to be really interesting to see where they stack in this AFC race next year. The big second-round news was the fact that the Tennessee Titans traded up, took Will Levis, bring him into the building now. If you aren't familiar with the contract situation that's going on there in Tennessee, they don't really owe Ryan Tannehill anything. And so even though they came out and said Ryan is our starter and Malik is our backup and Will will be our third-string guy – I think that was just something you have to say the day after the draft to make everyone feel good, and you don't have everybody getting all uh, upset with the way that things went. But it would shock me if Will Levis was not the starter of the Tennessee Titans come the beginning of this season here. You know exactly what the ceiling is for Ryan Tannehill, which is basically you know, 5% above a mediocre NFL, you know, a middling NFL quarterback. And if Will Levis was the I didn't. I never bought into any of the whole could go number one overall thing. I didn't buy into the fact that Will Levis could, you know, overtake Bryce Young as the number one quarterback. I, I never did that. But, you know, look, I thought a top 10 pick could certainly be warranted on this guy. You look at a dude who I understand some of the tape doesn't look all that great, but he was not surrounded with the talent that a guy like Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud was. This was a bunch of two and three stars, not a bunch of four and five stars like Stroud and Young had around him. And that can certainly make a quarterback look a lot better. Will Levis, I thought, did the best with what he was afforded there at Kentucky. And listen, he's a little bit more mobile than he gets credit for as well. He's a dude that can move around. And it just wouldn't shock me if Levis isn't able to go in there and go ahead and win that starting job for this Tennessee team. And with that, Kelly – 
that would mean that you have a division where the starting quarterbacks are Will Levis, C.J. Stroud, and Anthony Richardson, and why I would not back the Brinks truck up to back the Jaguars in that division in which three rookie quarterbacks could be starting for the three other teams in the division is beyond me. I might have to do that. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. I mean, I think Will Levis is probably the best answer they have at quarterback. So, yeah. I'm, I, I'm with you. I think I'd be shocked if he wasn't starting. Let's talk a little NHL with Jake Hahn here on the other side. And stick around a little bit later. We have the number one overall pick for next year's draft already posted at DraftKings. Our thoughts coming up on that as well. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 